Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid, Red Florence. Margaret, every fiend coming out, you stick on, stick that big LED, red light bulb on for a fiend. And his partner, the top end of Stevenson. Okay, top man's going to take the bump for you. She's going to bump for you. I'm going to take the bump for you. I'm going to take the bump for you. Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. It's great to be back after that wee best of show last week. Joining us on this show as ever is my man, Grado, sitting opposite me, my wonderful co-host, my friend, my compatriot, my compadre, the... I'm trying to hang in the Golden Girls, which one would Gredo be? Which one would you be? I don't know what the Golden Girls is, mate. It doesn't uh, know what the Golden Girls is. He's young. Is I'm that... he's young. I'm the Golden Girls, me. Aye. I'm the Golden Girls. What, what is... The... You would be... Uh, you would be... Oh, who would you be? What? Oh, no, no. Betty. Dorothy? No, would you... Betty White? Rose? Aye. I, I know people clue. are listening I here, but know. if you can see Grado's face, he's got no clue what we're I, talking about. I don't think wrestling fans will Ken Golden Girls either. I they will, mate. Oh, I they will. I they will. People call the Four Horsemen the, the Golden Girls are wrestling and all that. The day they say they have it with that part. People call Ric Flair Big Dorothy and all that. They say Wait, that is, the gold, is the Golden Girls go end today with the Golden Years? Somebody was talking about that the other day. The Golden Years? No, the Golden Girls The Golden Girls is a sitcom, a really, really, really funny American sitcom, mate. So, right, cool. I'll try and uh, get it on the fire stick, mate. You been up? You been up to anything? Uh, no, not not to be honest. We just put piling on the weight. Um, nothing, man. I've been losing the weight. I've been losing the weight. I've been. I've no eaten a carb in two and a half weeks now. See, so you, you do that, don't you? You're always like kind of. <clears throat> you, you've got these dead like strict diets and all that, and you you, you you do that kind of diet back in the day. No, shit. but no carbs isn't that strict, really. It's oh, just mate, trust me, carbs. I've been on a no carb diet before, and I, I think the last time I done it, I still stayed with my mom, and I was I started it on Monday, and I was basically pleading with my mom, Ma, tell me <laughs> to have a cracker. Or a plate of cheese. Just make me do it. Just make me do it. Just make me do it. And I, I lasted it to the Friday, man. No chance. Your breath's yeah. fucking barking and all. When I miss the diets. I miss. I love <laughs> toast. I miss toast. Aye. What? Do you, I crave when I do no carb diets. I crave stuff. You know that's that I don't really have like 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 cereal. I'm not a big cereal uh, eater because yeah. of my IBS. But I crave it when I go on a no carb diet. Crisps, mate. That's the thing I miss I'm the most. Crisp guy, mate. Crisp. Oh, me, I love crisps. Are you maybe a sweeties guy oh, than a crisps I'm guy? I'm sweetie after every every meal. Uh, after every meal. I mean, it I can't. But I can't believe we got to this far into the series before we worked out whether each other was a crisps or sweeties guy. I'm a crisps guy. No, I'm. I mean, I'll take a packet of crisps if you're not bothered. But if it's a choice. I mean, the day, right, well, there, for example, I had for my breakfast, I had two double cheeseburgers, uh, chips, um, and a cola for McDonald's. Right, hold on a minute for your breakfast. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got to remember, I'm up at Four Bells these days for the radio, so my, I'm getting my breakfast at half past 11, um, and so that's kind of lunchtime for me, in it? Aye, so, aye, aye. aye, so it's basically like my lunch, um, but as soon as I, that was tanned, you know, I had to buy myself, get into the garage and buy a boost. Um, and then after my dinner the night, I had macaroni for my dinner, surprise, surprise. And then I had a dime, a dime lo- ice lolly, came out a dime bar. Aye, um, aye. And it's just really frustrating. What's, oh, what's, keep talking, keep talking. The, the, this lovely ice called diamond niblets, crunchy little niblets to go with oh, it. 
And uh, oh, I'm telling you, it was too tonight. What was that macaroni like? Pasta. Macaroni was stunning, man, because it was. Well, folks, thanks for tuning in to the world's premier wrestling podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's see Aye. what the punters have been saying. Like, the Aye. punters will be talking about wrestling, I'm sure. Let's see. Aye. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> in response to episode 35, which was about asking Rab and Grado anything. Andy said that he's got his buddy for next week's show. He wants to bury producer Matt. He was a buddy John for cutting me off while his question was getting read out at the end of the show. John was buttoning in. John, stop buttoning in. Sorry. John's got, a, John's got a bad internet stream this week, so there's less chance of him interfering with our flow this week. Um, so here was Andy's question. Grado. Right. Would you ever talk about your time on TNA on the podcast? I feel like it doesn't get brought up. Anytime, um, as I say, one day I will get really talking about it. It was a great experience. Um, I was just... we... sorry, sorry to interrupt mm-hmm. here, but were you at, were you in TNA? I actually was. Um, I had my. It's actually run about six years ago this summer, where Jeremy Borash DM'd me on Twitter, and he asked me if I had a passport, and he was getting ready for a British boot camp, which um, probably six years later I can probably say that quite a lot of that competition was a work. I mean, right? in terms fucking of... You. We fucking you, knew well, but, I mean, you fucking come to us and tell us... Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, I tell you this. Hold on, are we, are we exclusive for you for wrestling? Do see that British boot camp? By the way, that was a work. No, right, I get <laughs> some of the bits. No, I get that, but I mean the deep details. The de- I mean, I know it was a work on the telly, but me and JB had a couple of meetings in Glasgow where I was like, look... If you want me to do this, you're gonna to have to cover that up with doing this and all this kind of carry on, right? That's, but all the other, you know, when it go when it go to, when it go to the business when it go to America, it wasn't a work, right? And that's when the, the boys on the show started to think it was a work when all the other wrestlers cornered me one time in, in the locker room and went, right, you're fucking winning this, ain't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, um, so you so you're saying it wasn't a work once once you were in America. No, it was audio for them, but most of the shit all the way leading up. And and the night that I got cornered in the, in the dressing room after all the other competitors was the night, actually, they, they, they pulled me in and went, look, you're getting music, da-da-da, you're, you're winning this, what's the point of us even being here? And I was like, look, I t- I'm telling you, it's not a work, and by this point, it was not a work. Anyway, I get eliminated an, an hour later, so I was like, see I told these, you. See all these guys that were getting at you, man, see if you ask me, fucking just jabroni marks without a life that don't know it's a work when you work a work and work yourself into a shoot. Marks. Uh, so, no, Karate Warrior 2 has been on and says, please play the Pillsbury Doughboy effect more often. <laughs> there it is. There you go. Hope that satisfies you, Karate Warrior 2. Maybe email you a wee recording of that for you to play in the bedroom. Uh, so, every time you pull your zip down, so, your voice so, out. So you, you do know that when we recorded that, when I first heard that, I thought that was that wee Pillsbury Doughboy. Mate, it is. But I... It's no. It's not. It is. No, uh, Karate Warrior 2 also goes on to say, boy, surely there's got to be a drawn check art competition after Grado story about TNA drawing him a check and trying to cash it. Throw the winning entry on a shot. <laughs> That's a great idea. Let's do that. Shouting out to the listeners now, please write me and Grado a check, Right? For as much money as you like, but draw that check just like TNA did and sign it off like your TNA, right, as well. As I say, I don't really want to be talking about TNA too much on this podcast, um, especially after I've already spoke about that wee kind of nugget, that soundbite regarding the saga uh-huh. of 2014 British Boot Camp, but I'm happily to talk more about it if you want, if you really want me here, I don't want, I'm nervous about, you know, overexposing my time in TNA on this episode, you know? <laughs> You know, Kurt Cooper out there popped hard, he said, for the bingo balance mention on the last uh, podcast we did. He was in the match that Kurt Cooper debuted in as a manager last May. So Kurt Cooper has actually worked with bingo balance. Fucking hell, man. No way. So this is a shout out to (laughs) Kurt Cooper. Kurt, could you hook us up with bingo balance? Because we'd love to get him on for an interview. Could you be your man? on the front line there to try and make that happen. I know it's a, 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 a bit of a push, but if you could do that, it'd be great. I cannot believe... <laughs> I think that's, think that's true what he says. I think it might be true. He knows Bingo Bats. 
you, you listen, if you pro- fucking pretend you're knowing bingo balance, you're taking your life in your hands because we know that bingo balance, you know what bingo balance is like, you won't stand for that shit. Spray paint Scott also says he's really looking forward to catching up on the bingo balance dark side of the ring. I'll tell you, that'll be some story. I'll tell it you. Will be, it will be. It's probably, it definitely is enough shot list for the next series, I would imagine. People will be too feared to talk. I mean, I, I mean, the fallout for Aberdeen Anarchy 2015 between him and Scotty Swift was. Yeah. I get emotional sometimes thinking about it. You know, so yeah, yeah. All I want to know is is it true that Alan Sterling had the book that night? Um. <laughs> It was a, you know, because there was a, and I want to know why Blue Thunder wasn't on that show that night as well. That was kind of because he was. Well, somebody, somebody's going to write a book about WrestleZone one day, you know what I mean? And I'll mm. be first in the fucking line for that, let me tell you. Debo says the things you buy off eBay after listening to Robert Florence and Gredo Wrestling talking about it in Wrestling Daft the other week, I bought a shot at Glory on DVD. Tonight's viewing sorted. Debo, you'll need to let us know what you thought of a shot at Glory. Uh, and if any of you want to get in touch with us about any of that or just random wrestling-related stuff, name macaroni cheese partner, we don't like talking about that. On Twitter, at Wrestling Daft, on Insta, at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook, or email us at wrestlingdaft at gmail.com. Right now, every week we like to separate the good for the bad in wrestling, the bingo balances from the Bret Hearts. Uh, so what, what about you, Gredo? Do you have... Anything to bury or put over? Here's what I want to put over, right? I'm going to come right in here. Ah, you go for it, mate. Last, last episode, we were on a put over uh, Drew for that punch on Ziggler, right? But I think this week, I just want to put over Drew in general for, I think he's been champion for 100 days now, over 100 days. He's been champ, right? And he is carrying that belt at the, the weirdest time that pro wrestling has ever had, right? The weirdest time that pro wrestling has ever had. And let me tell you something, that guy looks like the legit real deal. That guy is popular with the fans. He is thriving with a belt on his waist. He, he just looks the part. Um, I've seen him doing a lot of kind of promo stuff and interview stuff, and he's coming on, uh, coming along really well in them as well. He's like coming off really, really well. I'm like to put him over. I think it's been a really, really... He's almost like a veteran. He behaves like a total veteran. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, he has been doing it for no, but you know what I mean, though. Longer than the people on the roster. When you think about it, though. Well, I of course he has been in the game for a long, long time. But you know what I mean? Like he's carrying that belt and behaving like a like a proper like somebody that's been the champion about fucking seven, eight times before. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't right. have that you know, fresh champion, new face kind of vibe about him. He has that very solid, steady, dependable kind of vibe off him. So I'm on that's what I'm on. I'm putting on Drew. <clears throat> Drew, like, has always carried himself like a champion anyway. Like, and he's always been, like, so prepared for everything, just on his mind constantly as wrestling. And I've never, se- I've never ever once seen him slow down Never seen him slow down, you mm-hmm. know that way. Like you think about it, he done. <clears throat> he came to the Indies. He worked his ass off. He was doing Friday night in New York, getting a flight right away, working on Sunday in Glasgow, gone back to work maybe somewhere through the week. He was just constantly on the go, and then he goes to NXT, which obviously I think they would take a slight dip, and he's in his schedule. But straight away after that, he wasn't. He wasn't there for long before he was no. back on the road. Um, and then he go shoot. He was um, he got a rocket strapped to him, and then you know when that happens, it's like they are they have got to be on twenty four seven. They've got they've got a lot more signings. They've got um, they're just their, their schedule goes up even more. So I don't know how much free time that boy has had in the last couple of years. How he's no um, drained. It's just shows you the kind of guy he is. How dedicated he is to it, mate. I think they're booking him really well at the minute as well. I think like they're quietly kind of booking him really well. He always seems really strong, mm-hmm. and he always he, he, they've no done that thing with him where he's like the, you know, the smiling kind of goofy baby face thing. Mate, he's, which was my worry, man. Nah, he's no got that. He's got this kind of like he's this because he's a big giant dude. You know what I mean? He's got this. He's this big giant baby face that will legitimately kick the fucking heads off these these bad guys. Do you know what I mean? I mean it's, I, it's, like, it's, like, it's a very simple, very direct character, and, but, but it works. 
And by the way, by the way, I seen that jab after you told me about it. That mm. was a fucking cracker. Yep, it was a cracker. Absolute scalp in the jaw. Rumours are though. There's uh, rumours oh. out this week saying that rumours might... out next week. This week, right? <laughs> he might drop the title to Randy Orton at SummerSlam. Oh, who told you that, John? That is in the dirt sheets, Grado. <laughs> There is no shame in dropping the title to Randy Orton because he is having... I mean, I feel like I say this quite regularly with Randy Orton, but he's having the run of his life at the minute. Randy Orton is... Honestly, I just I think Randy Orton is great. Like, cometh the hour, cometh the man. I kind, I kind of feel like sometimes when the WWE's and painted itself into a bit of a corner, they can always turn to Randy Orton and he'll, he'll step things up a gear. Do you and know he's what I mean? Now that, he's like now that guy, he's taking on that. I love the way he's just... Burying shit that I that's what's in my head when I see stuff, mm-hmm. and Randy Orton speaks his mind and fucking who do you think you are? Leg slap class and all this and all. Check this yep. guy thinks he's a locker room leader. I love all that part of man. Aye, and he's he just he's he's fucking brilliant in the ring, man. He's he's mm-hmm. like I just love watching him. Big horns, by the way. Big horns. Big horns, by the way. Big horns. Let's see what the, the panels are saying. Sandy wants to put over the legend killer. Randy Orton has been top-notch all year. Love this angle. Good use of big show and flair to fill the time with Edge's recovery. Now, I love our truth but, but Sandy wants to bury the fact he gets the title back too easily each time. Love seeing him chase it instead. That's a 24-7 title. Oh, right. They're still using that? <sighs> it's a waste of time. What do you think of that belt? The American belt? US belt? Oh, I like it. I actually like it as well because, like it. because <sighs> it was getting that way where these belts are stinking see like um the tag team belts are just i can't get into the tag team scene or at least i can't buy into the tag titles meaning something because they just look like big 2p coins the smackdown ones look like 10 pence coins in fact if they change the color them i can't even remember but they wanted to bring traditional belts back I did that, like that, that. that to me looks like a traditional It looks belt. more traditional, doesn't it? It sure does. Ben wants to bury the butcher, making a big thing of having the keys to FTR's truck and then leaving them tied to the ring post. How is he going to get him now? <laughs> Worrying about too much about logic there, Ben. Steve wants to put our Taz in the way he's managing Brian Cage. I think AEW are doing a great job in using the legends like Jake the Snake to help put out today's talent. True, AEW are doing a good job with the legends, kind of using them just as, in support roles like that. Uh, Stuart... Wednesday, after last week's mention, put your space monkey wrestling in Toronto for Junction City Wrestling. That's right. Oh, space monkey, space monkey's the boy. I got a few tweets about him after we mentioned him in the podcast last week. He is, was he, in, is he on AEW now? Why did I mention him? I don't know why you mentioned that. No, uh, I don't know why gimmicks. I did. We're talking about gimmicks. Mm, gimmicks, aye. Space monkey's got a quality gimmick. Try, type it on YouTube if you've suddenly seen it. Uh, Derek wants to put over Hangman and Omega. They just don't have bad matches when they're a team. Bury the AEW commentary team, it just doesn't work. Each week they become more and more like Waldorf and Statler for the Muppets. Never thought I'd say this as for me, he's the voice of wrestling, but Derek says JR needs to retire. No, come on. Yeah, you know, big old JR. You don't know what you've got till it's gone, you know what Correct. I mean? Who are they going to hurt? Because it's hard to adapt to commentators sometimes. John <laughs> wants to put over Keith Lee versus Adam Cole at NXT Great American Bash. Andrew's 100-day title reign. Quite right, John. Uh, Keith Lee. Keith Lee's my cup of tea. Is he? Aye. See if there was a wrestling match with Keith Lee versus Adam Cole. I'd be on one side of the ring cheering on Keith Lee and producer John would be on the other side of the ring cheering on Adam Cole. John would be going like that. Eh? Adam Cole, baby! And all that. He'd be then. Oh no, I'd, I'd, I'd think Keith Lee's, I think he's probably like Adam Cole, don't get me wrong, but Keith Lee's absolutely uh, the right guy to have the two belts on. Who's your favourite though? Who are they two? Come on, he's getting giddy. Come he's, on, he's hitting a beam on what? I, I would have to go for Adam Cole. Oh, oh he loves Adam Cole! Oh. I think he tried to bill him as six foot. <laughs> There's no way he's six foot. He's not even five nine. Can we Coley? We fucking Coley. We Adam Cole. We smell it, man. Uh, Scott wants to put our big drone. He's 100 days as champion and also TNA for making me interested in a card again. First time Scott's been interested in a card since Grado left TNA. Can he wait for Saturday? And he wants to bury karaoke Fridays on SmackDown and the fact nobody sang. Well, you love singing the Big Show song, didn't you, Grado? I like singing it, but you know who does it better than me? Who? Red Lightning. There's a video of him somewhere on the internet. You'll find it, I think it's on YouTube. He's wearing a Partick Thistle top and he sings it and he's 
beautifully in tune. It's a fantastic. But you seen big shows, thing in Netflix. I've not watched it yet. Oh man, my bra, my bra says he sat down. He voice noted me, and he said, "In fact, was just watching a big show." <laughs> yeah, so this is my big bra watching. Here we go. Yeah. Was just watching a big show show on Netflix. It's uh, what can I say? It's uh, it's pretty fucking dreadful. I just thought it was a real life thing, like the fucking Hogan show, his family and that. But no, it's it's worse. It's like a fucking shitty, shitty comedy. Honestly, I've lost it. It's like eight minutes to twenty seven, eight minutes to twenty six things. And I'm telling it off, it's fucking god awful. <laughs> and then I know, actually just looked up and Big Paul, Big Paul's your boy, Big Paul White. Actually looked him up, man, he had the same fucking thing that uh, Andrew the Giant had. That fucking giantism, we call it. And, but he had the operation early. It's dope and fair growing, but it made him fucking fucked his metabolism. And that's why he was putting on all the weight, he was putting on a hundred pound a year. Big fat, greasy bastard, but obviously because of his metabolism, man, that's what's the matter with me. My metabolism's fucked, that's why I put on the weight so easy. Well, he kicked out of the old feared New World Order just because he asked Right, hold on. So, by this point, right, my brother does not know anything about wrestling. So, I think at this point, he started Googling other stuff to try and impress me, right? Listen, that's right. Can you believe he got kicked out of the old feared New World Order just because he asked Hogan for a title shot? And where the fuck, man? Why is he getting kicked out for that? That's fucking bullshit, man. Youngest ever could to win a title to. 26 year old. Fucking shite. <laughs> I just loved it when he was in the dungeon of doom. Give <laughs> me heart, boy. Fucking great. Dungeon of Doom. <laughs> 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 my my, my brother, he's obviously trying to say something to impress me, do you know what I mean? Yep, yep. Uh, Try to find some common ground with you. Dog shit. He's like playing himself. He's retired with this fictional family. And honestly, uh, oh, see the minute it started, I was like, that's maybe quite good. Get to see the real fucking big show. Oh, you boy, you know what I mean? And I was just like, oh, no. No. Oh, please don't. Oh, oh it is. Oh, I, oh my God. Uh, I, I gave it five. Well, I gave it eight minutes. And I was just like, oh, my God. This is fucking dreadful, man. This is, this is going to harm his career. He'll never get an acting gig after this. <laughs> <laughs> so, aye, that was wow. my, big, my, my brother's re- review of the big show. Yeah, though, can we just get your brother on every week to review something? I think that would be a great feature. There's something funny about somebody that Disney know about wrestling talking about it. Do you know what I mean? There really is. As especially when he's done that there, that to 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 try and impress me with a Google enough makes it makes me chuckle. Uh, well, you can get more Wrestling Daft, remember everybody, at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. We've set up three tiers which you can choose to get involved with at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. And now listen, people, listen to us. This isn't just an advert. This show will just fucking stop if he's if he's don't reach into your pocket. I'm not like obviously it's tough times in you know, so I'm not saying you need to reach into your pockets. I'm saying if he can reach into your pockets, reach into your pockets to keep the show going. Cause it's hard times out there. Tier one. Cruiserweight champion, $4 a month. On that, you get Patreon-only chat community, ad-free versions of all the episodes, early access to the episodes, random bonus content, the video version of the Marks podcast, and you can vote on what you want to see in the list of wrestling daft. Tier 2, which is Intercontinental Champion, that's 10 bucks a month. $10 a month, you get everything in Tier 1, as well as a video version of the podcast each week. Bonus episode once a month. Up there now, you can hear the Marks report card on a year at AEW. You can hear chapter 1 in the Grado story. It's yourself. We're going to get a new episode out in the next week or so as we do Rab on Wrestling, a chat with me about how I get into the business and how I ended up promoting my own shows and what plans I might have for the future of promoting shows. And you can also join our Patreon pay-per-view parties. This Monday, the Marks are watching Extreme Rules. What do you say is this Monday? Do you mean this Sunday night? No, no, because we're going to watch it Monday night. So, because none of us are staying up till ridiculous hours in the morning to watch it because everyone has, everybody's got their work to go to so we're going to watch it all together on Monday night alright fair enough tier 3 world heavyweight champion which is $20 a month 
everything in the previous tiers. Everything. The whole lot. As well as a free wrestling draft shirt of a design of your choice. You need to sign up for a minimum of three months to get that though. And you get to feature on one of your shows as one of your marks. So if you fancy all that and becoming one of your patrons, sign up now at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. All joking aside, if you can fling us a wee bit every month, it'll be well appreciated. We'd love to welcome you to the roster. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Folks, this is a new part of the show now. Very exciting. We're going to be trying new bits as these episodes roll out. We're, we're giving the show a shake-up, so this is one of your first new bits. So there's a lot of pressure on the people involved. It's a new part of the show. We invite you, the listeners today, are running. Yes, it's the run-in. We want you to ask us questions. Maybe you want to ask about our views on the current AEW roster. Maybe it's who we would like to see in a dream match, or perhaps it's just Gredo's favourite macaroni recipe. We can make it happen. And this week, it's the first run-in, and on the line is Sean Mullen. How are you doing, boys? How are you doing, Sean? Where do you live? Uh, I'm in here. Are you really? Yep, just in the road. That's home of the WWE champion. It's also... Home of WWE superstar Norm Dar. I used to see him in my work all the time. Really? Where work? Where work? Uh, Debenhams. Where was he doing at Debenhams? I saw him every now and again coming into the changing room when I was up there, and I was just like, don't mark it, there's Norm Dar. <laughs> what the hell's he buying in Debenhams? It's probably the skinny jeans, isn't it? Probably. I can imagine buying Yes. Was <laughs> uh, it really that? He was yep. always, a, always a well-dressed guy, and he know. Aye, have you seen him in lockdown though? Have you seen his big fucking beard and all that? Aye, that. Half, mate. Oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, am I? What? Tell the business! <laughs> Keep <laughs> it, Grado! You broke Jesus code, fuck. man. You fucking broke the code. Aye. Mate. I'm sure he's Jesus that. Christ, man. I know, I know. I need to put it in the group chat there. I mean, like, honestly, right, see, but honestly, we get um, Shan Norman put in selfies every day and I just dang it off them. Um, but this what I seen he was doing something his beard I don't know if he shaved it somewhere or another but he's he's altered it anyway he's not got that he's not got that complete fucking fill after so Sean what questions have you got for us in this running uh, I only had one that I ran past John uh, but it was if Grado fuck, fuck that man you can ask ask, hey, ask three mate I just know the plot my question was right Grado if you could go back and do any event or match, or anything, right? Say you botched something, or there was just something that you would want to relive and be there again, what would it be? I have countless ones for different reasons. I thought you were going to say Because it's funny you say botches. I've got got to do with the botches, man. Because, I I mean, I would say there's a few, right? There's a few in that... To relive it, I'd probably want to relive um, my match with Al Snow at the Hydro. Reason being because for some reason I can't really remember it. It's bizarre, right? But it was such a good experience because my mom was there. I'm fighting Al Snow. We done nine ring promo. There was the place was gone berserk. But again, Al Snow was one of these guys. It was like, call her out there, kid. Call her out there, kid. And to be honest with you, at that point, I was still fucking wet behind the lugs in terms of TV matches and. <clears throat> what he wanted to do, I and mean, he was coming up with like all this, all, this, all these old school terms um, before the match. And I'm going, what is that again? What is that again? I'm, and I'm, you know that way I'm, I'm telling him, I, I never bother we can do that. And then I'm going up to folk going, what's, what's that? Do you know what I mean? I'd be embarrassed to see what what, what what some of the moves are just now because they were like, are you kidding me on? I was actually watching like WWE <clears throat> um, versions of on WWE games, you know, the, and, and typing in the move and watching yeah, yeah. that version of it. And take it for the computer game. How much I read is that, right? <laughs> but at, at the same time, but we get to, we get taught a lot of stuff in the British style. And a lot of the the British style is different from American in terms of the terms. You know, you we when we we say leapfrog, they say vault. You know what I mean? All right, okay. You know what I mean? When we we say sleep, they say they say drop down. So there's like things you need to cool. uh, you need to you need to kind of learn. 
Um, I'd relive that because as well, as I said, he never really, he, because he was producing all day, he never really got the time to go to the match with me. And it came to the bit where he's, he's flung on his tights, we're gone out, um, big John Gaburik, who you've seen in Tough Enough, Tough Enough, who I don't really have a lot of time for, to be honest with you, because, you know, with fucking, it was, that TNA care that night had about 41 matches on the show, right? And the heat was there for Al Snow, right, for me and him. Right? Obviously, the cut angle was there. I'm not taking it. I'm not trying to big league myself and say, look, no, everybody was everybody was there for that one match, right? But quite a lot of folk came to see that match, right? And just before we go out, John Gaburik says, remember, this is all been played out on British Boot Camp, blah, 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 blah. We've done uh, pre-match promos. We've got my mom involved. My mom slaps Al Snow, all the rest of it. Everybody's fucking, there's folk chanting Grado or the rest of it. And John Gaburik says, you guys got four minutes. <laughs> and, I, and, and, I, and I thought Al Snow would have turned around and went, fuck him, never mind. But he went, oh shit. And I went, oh, well, if he's biffing out, I'm going to biff out. So it was that total biff out, right? Where I, it was like, well, what are we going to do? But <clears throat> a lot was called out in the ring. And I'd like to have had more time to, <laughs> to be honest with you, I'd rather, it would have been a much different match you know, if I'd done it last year, right? Because I lot, lot made experience. Right. I'd, 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 I'd relive that, but I'd also, um, I'd also like to relive my match with, with, with Drew McIntyre. I, I mean, I love that match. Um, but again, it's the memories. I, fucking, I hardly have any memory. It's so annoying. I don't know what it is, but I, I sometimes I just, I, I struggle to, to, to think about it and reminisce. And it's annoying. It really does annoy me. I can remember all the boys coming back at the end. I can remember Adam Shame at the, at the end of the night greeting when, when I came back for the cup. No, I'm still greeting, mate. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. <laughs> it was fucking great, mate. <laughs> <laughs> if I do say so myself. <laughs> but, uh, okay, Sean. Uh, but what I'd, uh, uh, one way <laughs> one match, right, where I'd love to, to, to go there again just to make it better would be my match with Abyss at... Uh, Bound for Glory 2000 and whatever it was that was fucking TNA well no I, I, take it, I gave you the, the ICW one there we, we drew um, <laughs> who would I guess though TNA would show up well do you know what I've, I thought that the night the, the fans somebody at the, the top of the show the night say, Sean said that I don't often talk about, about TNA and I thought to myself do you know what I'm going to give these have they listened to this podcast I'm when have I ever? I mean, Rab, Rab didn't even know to the night that I, that I had a wee stint to any. No, I didn't know. I was I, I was no. unclear on that. I knew you watched it and stuff. You had mentioned occasionally watching it. Yeah, yeah, right. Yep. All right, okay. So this is this is kind of this is kind of new for me. Um, but I just that uh, I think I've spoken about it. Before. John, have I spoken about this match before? Yeah, you have. But let's relive that moment with a bit. I don't really want to, man. <laughs> I don't really want to again. Can we watch that match? Is there somewhere? What? Can we see it on YouTube? Oh, it's, it's on YouTube, I. I mean, the, one of the reasons was, fucking fun enough, I got a pair of jeans for Debenhams to wear because of a street fight. <laughs> and I, I could, could have not... I could have got you discount, fuck. Right? You should have got me the super stretch ones, I only got the normal slimline ones. I couldn't oh. lift, my, I couldn't climb the ropes in these jeans. It was, and I, I had no, I have no idea why I decided to do that. I wanted to, I was at my big mark, I got myself... I wore the Mick Foley flannel that Foley gave me at um, the match with Drew. And that got me annoyed because I know he was watching because he tweeted right before the match going, oh, go Grado, he's wearing his flannel. And fuck, he saw that match, man. My fronted. Because what was horrible was me and Abyss were muckered up. Abyss is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in the planet. I'm telling you, he's such, he's a big softy, right? He's just a big heart of gold guy. It was me, him and GB. We were that's that that was the team in TNA when we travelled. It was always us three together, right? And we we had this match in, in two thousand and sixteen, and uh, where was it Bethlehem? And uh, it was just kind of thrown together in, in the last minute in terms of right, we need somebody to fight a bus. And I, I kind of walked into the booze and went, I'll do it. That kind of thing. Aye. Um, but I really really enjoyed that. And basically, I think we were like, ah, we'll just do what we done at the last show. And again, a bus went to produce all day. He, his mind was on the main event, his mind was in the, the women's match, his mind was in this, his mind was everywhere. So again, we, he was like, what do you got for, he was like, it was also like 10 minutes to go, he's got his gimmick, I was like, what do you got, what do you got idea-wise? I was like, what do you got idea-wise? 
Jeez. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, and then as I I'm say, I nothing and I'm fresh out of ideas. As, as I say, um, fucking, would you call it? I came back and ECV tell me that one of his mates said that's the worst pay per view match he's ever seen in history. <laughs> <laughs> and like, there was a documentary team right that were following me about, and do you know that way? It was total gold for them because I was going, I was pure throwing things in the flare and that, but I, was for, I wasn't doing it for attention, right? I was doing it for a shoot, right? I'm going, I'm throwing things in the ground, going like that. I was embarrassing, man. I fucking affronted. I mean, they probably didn't understand the word I was saying, right? I was throwing things about and all that. I'm pulling thumbtacks out and I'm going, oh, you bastard. And I'm going, I said, I'm never wrestling again. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. I'm going, oh, no, this is going to be in a documentary. I'm going to be the next Dennis Stamp, Dennis Stamp. But the, the saviour was, they were actually following, a, they were following about Jeff Jarrett, right? And, um, I was kind of like always way Jeff that summer, so I was at the house start that we're filming stuff, and I was kind of like, there's a, a wee side note in the Jeff Jarrett documentary. But Jeff Jarrett ended up falling out with TNA, he got sacked, he tried to sue one another. So thankfully, that footage will never see the light of day. I mean, <laughs> probably somebody has got it, but I'm just that, that's you know, I'm glad it went because it Is was, when he, was when he was doing his cash for gold. That was a couple of years before that, but um, Jeff Jarrett is prone to a wee kind of what do you call the things? It's got a pyramid scheme. Jeff's an old carny. He's an old carny. Oh, aye. That's what you need, though, in the wrestling these days, though, isn't it? Well, Sean, this has been great, by the way, because you've, you've, you've managed to get a lot of info out of Grado here about you've managed to really poke into some of his vulnerabilities. <laughs> I'll, I'll poke. You have not seen the amount I can poke. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, Sean, thanks so much for coming on to ask that question. It was really good. It was, I always love hearing that story about uh, that match with Abyss. We really should do... Why don't we do it as an extra for the for the patrons out there? Why don't we do a watch? Why don't we watch it together, Grado, and you can talk I between the director's commentary? Oh, come on. It would be so yes. fun. Like, we'll need to do that. So, Sean, thanks so right. much for coming on. Thanks. No for problem, boys. Thanks. So it was a run-in. You shouldn't have fucking run-in. This is your podcast. Get him, out. Get him out of here. Get him out of here, John. Gone. Beautiful. Thanks to Sean. If you want to be on next week's run and if you want to run in on the show, best bet is to sign up to our Patreon. As our world heavyweight champs get first dibs, IC champs get second dibs, and cruiserweight champions get thirds. Go get on it at patreon.com slash wrestling daft and you can talk to me and Gradle. You just made the list! It's every week we ask for you guys to vote on a list of wrestling daft. Remember, you can vote by signing up for $4 a month at patreon.com slash wrestling daft. This week, as it's Women's Revolution Week in WWE, we put greatest women wrestlers up. No, that would normally win hands down, but as it's also the week of Slammiversary, we thought it would be fun to look back at the best moments. For <laughs> oh my God, for TNA. And just because it's TNA with 55% oh, of the vote, <sighs> the best moments won it. Now, there's no point me doing this when we have a TNA legend on the podcast, and as we know, he hates talking about it. But this is a perfect time. So, Grado, what <laughs> is your top three moments in the history of total non-stop look, action. Look at this. He's brought a fucking notepad and everything. He's actually done some work. Grado, three. I fucking mean it. Three. Right, I've got me on three, right? But what I'm just going to say... three, mate. Three. Right. But can I not just do a wee thing at like the start? What I was, what was nearly going to get... Honorary mentions, yeah. Right. There's honorary mentions here, right? Because... There were some matches that deserved to be put in there, right? Because I don't think I've, I've not actually put a match on this top three, right? But there is some defining matches in, in TNA's history. I think Raven versus Jeff Jarrett, I've spoken about before, show 44. If you watch that, there was a couple of weeks build up, great match. Um, that was sold out that night. That the asylum, you know, when I worked in TNA, I'd like to, you know, sit back, relax, and, and, and ask the boys that were there that night, and they tell me that the, the fairgrounds in Nashville was queued for miles round the street. Um, watch that match. That's a belt in a match. We've got Triple X versus America's Mace Wanted. The reason why I'm picking that is a really iconic uh, moment in that match with Elix Skipper on the cage. Rab, do you know what I'm talking about? <clears throat> no, I don't. You know when, when, he, when he does the, he walks the, the length of the, the cage? Okay, because, that's right. Aye, aye, aye. You know what I'm talking about? We've spoken about good. that. Aye, we've, we've spoken about this have, on this. Right. Aye, aye. So that, that, that deserves a wee... That was a good moment. Aye. aye. We've also got the match <clears throat> for 2005. Was it Unbreakable? The, the Triple Threat. That's always a, a, a right go-to match. Um, the AJ versus Samoa Joe and Chris Daniels. You know, what a five-star match. Meltzer gave it. Um, really, really... <laughs> really <laughs> 
Just laughing at saying Melks, I'll give it five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we've, got, <laughs> we've got a couple other kind of moments that are just running through my head, you know. Dixie Carter getting put through the table half by Barry Dodd. That's a big moment, <clears throat> There's a guy who remained nameless that apparently the next uh, day at TV tapings, somebody stood up at a TNA wrestler and went, I just want everybody here to give a standing ovation for Dixie Carter last night. She did not need to do that. Big hand for Dixie Carter, and it kind of got a Oh, fucking Mark. You know what I mean? Fucking make nice yeah. day, that's... Suck up. Aye. That, that didn't go down too well with the boys in the back, the boys. Um, but I'm now getting down to, to three, two, one. Number three, I want to put... As, as am, I, am I getting a wee hang? Did I go number three? Yeah. yeah. Right. So, number three. The first ever TNA show. How about to make their way to the ring at a combined weight of 600... And 41 pounds. The team of AJ Styles, Low Key, and Jerry Lynn. Are you ready to experience exactly what we mean by total nonstop action? Right, June 19th, 2002. What I'm doing here is I'm picking moments that me as a wee guy and all that love does name. I don't want to pick something that somebody else enjoyed I want to pick the moments that, that I enjoyed right oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, the yeah. first ever TNA show it happened on Wednesday 19th of June 2002 I was writing at my tape trading I must have got that on the Saturday morning or something like that in fact no, that's exaggerated it was probably the Monday morning right but I was definitely the first guy to, to watch that show in Scotland if there's anybody else that's seen it before me I, I, I beg you I beg you come on here and argue with me because I was the first ever guy to see it and at that moment, you know, WCW had been dead for a year. There had been nothing else. There had been the ECW. And that show opens up. There's production values. There's Mike Tenney commentating. It does look like a kind of WCW funder kind of deal about it. But as a wee guy, man, 14-year-old, I'm loving it, man. There's the first, the first ever TNA match is an absolute belter. First ever match, AJ Styles, Loki, and Jerry Lynn. They face the flying Elvises. Um, Six-man tag match, and I just thought to myself, oh, God, something special here. Shortly after that, we get Scott Hall, who had just been released a couple of months uh, prior. He shows up, he comes through, into the crowd with this amazing theme music. Google that song, YouTube that song. By the way, Speaking of Dale Oliver, he was on um, the Jeff Hardy documentary the other day. Dixie Carter. No, no, Dixie Carter. Dale Oliver, the, the, the TNA composer, which I thought was quite weird. I wonder if anybody else picked that up if you did uh, tweet the show because I noticed it and I videoed it because I actually recognised the host first because I went in there to record ah. a song. I went to record my, my music for, um, the, you know, the, the Like a Prayer rip-off. So right, I was right. in there singing songs. Anyway, so that first TNA show, you've got Ken Shamrock in the, the big battle royal. You've got The Wall was in it. It was just exciting. It was just a really good, a really good um, start. A really good buff. It was a good buff. So, number two, my number two is got to be the January fourth, two thousand and ten, first ever Monday night special against the WWE. You know something, guys? I've been in the back all day long. There is so much talent in the back. So many young guys that are running so hard. And yes, guys, there's a lot of old faces in the back that are ready to gear up. TNA is going to be the number one company in the world. Oh, that was an right. mm-hmm. The first night, Hogan shows up. Bret Hart turns up on the other channel. But I had Raw on my Sky and I had TNA on a live feed. And I can, I, tell, I can tell you, I don't think I was that excited for a wrestling show since One Night Stand 2005. I was so G'd up for that. They had the, they, they had some concoction, a cage match. They start the match off. And Jeff Hardy comes out again with cool music. Do, 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 right? Bear in mind, Jeff Hardy at this point was the WWE champion the previous month. Yeah, yeah. So how big was that? You know what I mean? He comes out, he's a surprise entrant. So cool. Homicide's in it, he's struggling to get up in the cage because he never practiced it during the day. You had Ric Flair showing up. Ric Flair showed up. Right. Um, you had uh, Scott Hall 
uh, Expat and Kevin Ash, they showed up, they came back as the band. There was just always, there was surprises all the way through the show. And I think that, I mean, it was shite for the, the rest of the Monday nights, but that was a superb show. And uh, hats off to the TNA management that night. <laughs> it was, it was, listen, it was an exciting time when it looked like there was going to be a new Monday night war. We were all ready for it, you know what I mean? But, um, didn't happen. Fucking didn't happen. It, it didn't happen. But anyway, my number one moment for the TNA greatest moments. Now, I just thought about this right away. Do you? If you are you going to guess, Rob? Take a wee guess, because I sometimes guess at yours. The number one TNA moment. Surely it's going to be you debuting. I mean, it's going to be you fucking debuting. If you've not chosen yourself debuting, then I don't I, understand what's I going did. on. Right. So. Uh-huh. Because uh, here's what mine would be. Mine would be when Jeff Jarrett had that gimmick where he was uh, doing the MMA and, and doing the karate and all that and battering all the wee guys. Oh, see, that was mine. <laughs> That's mine. <laughs> that run that Jeff Jarrett well, had where he was claiming he was a, a an MMA master. Well, see, I always think TNA funny was off. I get right for the start. New Jack and Sharpboy had a tag team. We were dead funny. We mm. had um, somebody mentioned we Louise mentioned on Twitter the night. The um the which was ten years ago this week the Jay Lethal and Ric Flair promo, I mean oh, that aye, was aye, outstanding. Aye, aye. Mm-hmm. That was hilarious. I was also going to put into the broken Matt Hardy the gimmick the, the first night that aired. I mean I oh, can remember, yeah, of course. Aye. And by the way, they all thought that was shit. They all tried to wash their horns with that, every one of them because it got absolutely buried online. But that ended up becoming a big thing. It ended up probably getting their way back into the WWE, the Hardy Boys. And it probably made a, it probably started all this, it revolutionised all this cartoon match, you know, this fucking, you know what I mean, these yeah, yeah, cinematic yeah. matches. Yep, you know yep. what I mean, that was the very first one. And, and it was all, it all stemmed for, I knew you'd come. You know yep. what I mean? <clears throat> I tell you, did I tell you about the time where I was meant to be in the, the match with uh, JB and Scott Steiner versus uh, Josh Matthews and... Was it Eli Drake? Who was it? Credo. Oh, no, 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 no. Tell Credo. me, Drake. Hold on. Credo. But, What's your number one? <laughs> What's your fucking number one? Kurt Angle debut. That for me kind of solidified. So was it solidified? Solicited. Aye, I just remember being at my work, working for North Fairshire Council. Hash, sorry, slash, young Scott. <laughs> North Fairshire Council was fucking dealing hash. That explains everything, man. I'm North Fairshire Council slash young Scott. I remember sitting. I used to skive all day for ninety-five. I'd skive the UKFF, which, by the way, we did get a mention on there Sunday. Somebody big this up. It's a Ian, a Ian Andrew Dice Clay. Fine Shout out to him who listened every week. By the way, hey, what I get, a great guy to follow on Twitter. Mate, that's who I get my wrestling news off of. What a great guy to follow Ian, on Twitter. That for me, as I said, I was sitting in my, at my work and it splashed across the Impact website, TNA website. TNA, Kurt Angle has signed with TNA. And do you know what? I thought that was a great move for Kurt because. You know what? And it was a great, obviously a great move for TNA. Because he would never have met you if he hadn't done it. He would never have met me and I would have never um, got a lot of advice I've cut throughout the years. He was mm-hmm. a big, big fan. I remember the first day I met him, he told me he was a big, big fan of me. Um, he was doing a workout at the Glasgow Hilton Hotel and he stopped and Gail came and introduced me and he was like, big fan of your work. I was like, big fan of your work too, mate. And, uh, <laughs> uh, but you've got to think, Kurt Angle had his best years in TNA. Oh, he, he admits it's himself, Rab. He admits it himself. His matches, um, his matches with um, Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe. His matches, his matches with, with Samoa Joe. AJ Styles. That sort of revolutionised again. This fucking hitting each other hard as fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> so obviously, never get me today a tap three again because I can't do it right because I just write hundreds of shit down. And I think that's a I good tap three. And let me tell you something else. I think it's a good tap three, and I think it's a very unselfish tap three because see if I had been a fan of a wrestling promotion when I was a wee guy, right? And I ended up in the fucking wrestling promotion. My top three TNA fucking moments would have all been me. 
they would have all been me. You know, I did write a couple of things on the shortlist, you know. I was going to put in uh, uh, Wembley, the cage match, me versus Eli Drake in a cage match, right? I was going to put in the Odag the Great storyline. Odag the Great! Yeah, yeah. What a fantastic storyline. The deportation storyline where, where I ran out of a visa and I had to marry a lassie mm-hmm. who I didn't fancy, but she was gorgeous. Chelsea Green, who's on NXT right now. Um, and then I ended up falling for Katariana. Katariana. I ended up teaming up with, with Joe Henry. There's so many amazing Joe Henry, uh, Gradle moments. No Joe Henry moments, Gradle moments. <laughs> which I'd like to compile one time myself because I don't think, I actually think there's a lot of shit that folk didn't see because they went, ah, Tina has a lot of shit. It what definitely did happen because some of my best, like the promo videos and stuff we like should that, make, I watch them back make I'm for the patrons, we should edit together uh, Best of Gradle and the yeah. TNA tape right, and I, do some voice over it. That's a brilliant yeah. idea. <clears throat> All right. It, well, let's see it, what the punters are saying about right, okay. it. Hold on, hold on. Steven says, apart from Gradle's moments, of course, Rick Flair and Jay Lethal promo. There you go. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, the, the, one point. The one and only Ravy Davey, friend of the show. Great, great fella. Ultimate X match with AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels and Chris Saber in the King of the Mountain match with AJ, Jeff Jarrett, Chris Harris, Raven and X-Pac. TNA was class, man. <laughs> Westy says, Bully Ray being revealed as a leader of the Aces and Eights lethal lockdown. Scottish Wrestling Network ding, says, ding, 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 ding. Aces and Eights. Who's in Aces and Eights? Who's in Aces and Eights? Have you seen this weekend? Apart, I think the, the Aces and Eights are going to be coming back. Dale Brown whipped out his old jacket on a, 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 a previous um, uh, episode of Impact. Thank he, fuck you said old jacket there. <laughs> what the You're like, Dale Brown whipped out his. I was like, what the fuck is he whipping out? <laughs> what are these fucking wrestlers like, man? <laughs> Scottish Wrestling Network says Turning Point 2004 You let Skipper walk in the cage Still get goosebumps to see it You've just you've just read these Haven't you Gredo Emily says Dixie Carter being powerbombed Through a table Is another one of Gredo's ones Hold on You're going to start thinking That I've just opened up This thing before it And I've noted down Maybe, What no, I've said I think no, it's just because TNA that. only has like Five good moments I think so it's Ewan says It has to be the 2005 X Division title match Between Joe Daniels And AJ Styles Here I like the fucking ring when they had it in that mad shape. I know nobody else liked it, but I liked it. It was something different. Sean says pretty much everything involving the X Division, that's what turned me into a TNA fan. AJ Joe Daniels, three-way unbreakable, all five. It's still a top five all-time match for me. Can't forget Steiner Maths either. Iconic promo. Hez says, when it first started, with a weekly pay-per-views and you never knew who would turn up next. That's what you were talking about, Grado, that exciting time. Yeah. Uh, extremely online. Oh, hold, hold on. First of all, Sandy says he would say the emergence of TNA originals on the world stage. My favourite TNA star will always be Abyss. So many highlights. Monsters Ball matches, feuds with Sting, the Joseph Park character. Would have loved to have seen Prime Abyss in WWE for sure. And you know, you know what? It, it's been publicised, but I don't know that everybody knows about it, but he was supposed to be fighting Taker in Mania. Was he? You know that? He was supposed to go. Tommy Dreamer phoned him up before the Rumble. It was, I can't remember, was it 23? It was like 2007. Tommy Dreamer phoned him up and says, we want you right now Job for to Taker. come in at the Rumble and you're going to be fighting Taker at Mania. And I, I busted no. And I, 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 because he, he, it was that time where TNA was just on it up. They had just signed Kurt Angle. There was a big buzz about TNA at the time, and he didn't want to go because at that time the WWE was on a kind of. But do you know what? Who does that? shame, man, because he used to, he used to, he used to kind of get him, steam and I'd ask him, and I'm like, do you know if I can bring it? And it'd see by, see by the time JB, because there was a point where everybody was going to WWE and the were leaners, right? JB left his man. And we would like send them fucking. I remember we ended up doing a show in like a, a high school in a basketball court, and we were and me and Abyss were just stood and I was like, "Look at that man! There's a fucking basketball ring in this arena. Do you think GB's working on an arena like that tonight?" He's like, "Man, a fucking basketball ring. We're in a fucking, we're in a fucking elementary school, man. What the fuck?" And I was like, "You wish you'd said you'd wait to WWE, you know?" It's like, that. "Fuck yeah, fuck yeah." What a, no, I remember. But, do you know what he said once? But this, this is the best. It was so simple. He went, "What a fucking idiot!" <laughs> <laughs> but hey, there's something to be said for loyalty. Something mm, to be said for being, a, for being a loyal guy. But you know what? He's where he is now, and I think Evan Hart's for a reason because he's a shit hot producer. Yep, yep. yep. He's 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 the best 
agent to have in a match, without a doubt. He might have went, done that match with Undertaker, um, accidentally picked up a chair and flung it right into Taker's eye, took Taker's eye out accidentally during the match, would never have worked in WWE again. So, but do you know what? That could see, honestly, that could have happened. I know everybody used to always say, because you know, I was saying he's a big, gentle giant. Folk mm-hmm. were in his ear going, You're going to get chewed up. Wanting for the McMahon's, you're going to get chewed up. And I think that kind of put him off because he is such a lovely, nice guy. I'd do well wanting for the McMahon's, man. I'd just fucking, I'd just slam him all about the place. Uh, let's see. Chris has got, says he's got to be Kurt Angle's debut with Samoa Joe. Amazing pop, such a big moment. That was the equivalent of Reigns or Cena showing up in AEW. It was massive. And that series of matches with Joe and Angle were amazing. And Ben says, when Hulk, and Hulk, Hulk Hogan and Sting did an advert for Blockbusters, the game show, not the video shop, presented by Simon Mayo. Do you want to hear this? I do want to hear this advert, please. <clears throat> Can I have a B, please, Simon? L, please. O, C, K, B, U, F, T, E, R, S, please. All new Blockbusters with Simon Mayo starts May on Challenge. That was a hey, please, Simon. What? That's that's funny. I remember having to go. To the, I had to go to the challenge. Today. There was quite a lot. You'd never think challenge would have like an office, wouldn't you know? No. But the like, day they've got a, a mad cabin, office. Just a wee port cabin. Oh, no, it's part of the sky office. I remember we used to, I used to go down and film stuff for TNA and the challenge um, studio, and I'd like bump into fucking Ross Kemp, Gary Neville, Jamie Carragher, all that. All the assholes. I'm only joking. Andy says TNA's best moment is Grado's hand-drawn check. <laughs> right, now, if you want Wrestling Daft merch, you go it. You can have a Wrestling Daft t-shirt, hoodie, phone cover, trucker cap, or even one of a range of Grado-inspired bum bags at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk slash wrestling daft. On there, you'll find designs such as, Alexa, who is Graham Steveley? I'm a Mark, crud, chips, cheese, and donor meat, and I'm a wrestler too. Uh, and you can even get a face mask to wear at the shops because you need to protect yourself with that coronavirus and protect each other. So check out our range at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk slash wrestlingdaftnow or check out the links on our Facebook page or Twitter at wrestlingdaft. Now, we're going to continue to bring you big interviews on the show and we'll have some coming up really soon, but we thought it would be a good idea on the show each week to review something for days gone by and get you to watch it away as we want to make the show more fan-focused, listener-focused. Let's make us a community. So it could be a WrestleMania, a Slammiversary, a random WCW pay-per-view, or just a classic edition of Raw. So what's going to be first? And I think, Grado, how you feel about this? I think you should pick here. No, it could be in keeping with the show that you pick a great TNA pay-per-view for us to watch. I think I'm written a cunt of the TNA stuff or, or you always bang on about these great ECW pay-per-views that you loved. Oh, I... Why don't, Absolutely. why don't you pick one of them? Why don't you choose an ECW pay-per-view and we'll watch it and we'll talk over it in the next episode? Right, so it's between two. I would like to go back. In fact, it's between three. Right, it's um, maybe, I don't know if the listeners could pick it. I don't know if it makes a difference, but it's either going to be, for me, Heatwave 98. It's going to be Hardcore Heaven 2000 or... Uh, it's either Anarchy Rules 99 or Heatwave It's got to be Heatwave 98. Right, Heatwave 98. we talk about it all the time? Heatwave 98. Heat and wave I, can't even, I can't even remember it, so... But what I'm going to do, Rab, is mm-hmm. don't watch it on the network. Okay. If I can get you an, ali- an illegal link... Yes. ...for... And we'll stick it up with the, the music. Pa- we'll stick it in the Patreon page as well, that link. <laughs> <laughs> right? But everybody else will have to use the fucking network, right? We'll, you- stick, we'll stick the link in the Patreon page. That's with David today because Rab, I can't watch the stuff on the network. I can't right, watch it without the music. Yeah, no, okay. I mean, see when I, I used to buy because remember the, the events. I mean, how did they get away with it for years? But selling the videos with, with the music on it, you know. I mean, I remember picking up an HMV a video on HMV and it was hardcore having two thousand actually, and it had the music on it. And then I, I always had to just read on the internet if they had the real music or the no real music because it made such a big difference to me. Let's well, let's do it. Get the link up. Let's do it. So that's the one we're going to we'll review that next week is ECW Heatwave 1998. Heatwave We're going to watch that. Now, uh, a listener of the week. Hmm. Who's a listener of the week going to be great? I've got, I think I've got one. Um, it's going to be Kurt Cooper, surely, because he worked with Bingo Balance. Oh, I, if, he's going to get, if he's going to hook us up with Bingo Balance, he can get fucking listener of the month. Kurt Cooper is the listener of the week. We'll give that give that man his belt. 
That's it for this week's show. Please rate, review and subscribe and Apple or get us in where you get your podcast. Plus remember, we now go twice a week so you can catch us on a Friday and the Marks podcast on Tuesday. And also remember, get on our Patreon, patreon.com slash wrestling to check out the video version and buy yourself a t-shirt, shop.spreadshirt.co.uk wrestling daft. Gredo, it's been a pleasure, mate. Aye, do you think I was talking too much about my ex-company? Mate, I don't think you talked about it enough. I think we're going to have to do this hour again next week. Right. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> right. It's your cell, mate. Up oh, road. It's your cell. Thanks oh, for listening, right. everybody. We'll see you next week. Get on our Patreon, get the illegal links. We'll sort you out with illegal <laughs> links. Maybe get you some ROMs for the Nintendo as well. Your emulators. Hey. Eleven. Some uh, pornos up there as well. Yeah. Only right. Can you get it to weed off? It's your cell. It's your cell. Up, Can you get it to weed off? It's your cell. Up the road. Audio Frontier. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.